Hi everyone, I'm your host Karina Gantis for another episode of Behind the Pen. I am an award-winning author of 14 books, award-winning filmmaker. I am a booktuber, a YouTuber. I host the Author Assist radio show on the Artist First Radio Network. And I also run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing, promotion, everything from brainstorming an idea right through to holding the product in their hand and marketing the book. Today, my guest is CJ Warrant. Welcome to the show, CJ. Thank you for having me. It's my nice pleasure. Where, where are you calling from? I am actually calling from the northern suburbs of Chicago, Illinois, USA. Chicago. Oh, sweet yes. home Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Love that song. Um, so Behind the Pen is a show for anyone who holds a pen, my guess are either artists, um, illustrators, writers, authors, musicians, editors, tattooists, the list goes on. As long as you hold a pen in your hand, you are welcome. CJ, what do you use your pen for? Uh, I use my pen for a lot of things, but I definitely use my pen for writing. Um, I've been using my pen I started off using it for poetry when I was a young kid I loved poetry especially it always like starts with poetry it always yes. starts with poetry with kids it really does yeah when I've spoken to so many authors it's like oh I, I used to do poetry when I was younger and it's I mean I did the same I did the poetry when I was younger strange yeah. <laughs> I never I was never into actually reading I just I didn't like it when I was younger but mm -hmm. I something about poetry it captured me and it kind of spurred me into the written word you know and it what kind of went from there you know um and then about maybe about 15 years ago is when I decided you know life happened marriage kids and about 15 years ago, my husband's like, you know, we need to pick that pen up and start writing again. I think you could do it. You know, the kids were getting older. So I'm like, why not? And oh. I mean, it never left me, but it's like going back into that writing mode. It was just, it was refreshing. It cleared, cleared a lot of my head. It, uh, it's uh, what you need the time. You've always got that idea that stays with you inside you that needs to yes. be come out needs to be made into a book but you need the time so once you've um, retired or once uh, you, you your kids are out of the house and you've got that time to finally settle down and concentrate and get that book out of you um, exactly it's, it's an amazing feeling and yes um, writing is certainly therapeutic it can uh, it can really give you a lot of closure to stuff that uh, that you needed to uh, have closure for. Um, Most definitely, especially in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I try, uh, I try to like just. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I try to especially uh, write. You know, prior to me actually starting to pen a novel. You know, I just did like a little bit of um, just journaling and stuff, and mm. it wasn't enough for me. I needed to immerse myself and uh, with my husband's encouragement. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. 
so exactly. um, yeah, what I was saying with a, a debut novel, it's always good. They and they say, and I agree with this. It's always good to write about what you know. Um, no matter what genre we write in, we always leave a piece of ourselves in our books. Most definitely. But with the first book, writing about uh, something that you've experienced um, comes out as just passionate and um, also that you know what you're talking about because you've been there, you've done it. Um, I'm going to ask you now because with Behind the Pen, as everyone knows, I don't know my guests. Uh, I know they use a pen and that's it. So I will ask you now, what genre of books do you write in? I started to write in more romantic suspense, like darker romantic mm. suspense with some paranormal or supernatural elements. And um, as time passes, I kind of broadened my horizons and got into more contemporary romance. And now I have just an eclectic mix of books. I have um, I have a few that's in the romantic uh, suspense uh, thriller genre. I have uh, a sweet, more a little bit on the sweeter side, contemporary romance. And then I had a, I have a series that I already started. I'm in it's five books deep. I have two books out and three more coming this, this coming year um, is male male romance. So, which I've always wanted to write. So it was, so I have a very eclectic mix, but my- You certainly do. <laughs> yes, but I do, I have to say my voice does lean towards the romantic suspense. My first book, when you mentioned my first book, your first book, your debut novel, my debut novel was for my heart because it get, gave me, not the, not the, the killer aspects of it, yeah. but the actual background of the town, and uh, some of the smaller stuff that happened in the story I've experienced and I've dealt with and I put forth into that book. And yeah. th to this day, it's still one of my favorite stories. It, it is from my heart. It is yeah. from my heart. And even though it's dark and it's gritty, you know, and there is a serial you've killer You've got to make there, it entertaining for the reader. So you've got to... Exactly. It's not just about what you've experienced and, and, and uh, uh, you know, all about your story. You've got to have that twist. You've got to have that thrilling element. You've got to have um, relatable characters so the reader will relate. If the reader can't relate to your characters, they're going to put the book down and they won't pick it up again. Exactly. So exactly. It's, it's like lots of uh, bits of a recipe to make a recipe to bake that cake. You need a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of this, bring it all together, pop it in the oven and exactly. you have a, a, a beautiful cake. It's a silly metaphor, but uh, it's, it's true. Um, no, you actually kind of funny you say that because I actually love to bake. So when I have a writer's block or something's bothering me in my story, I go and go into my kitchen and I bake. So I've been oh, doing wonderful. that for years. Oh, yeah, wow. so it's and that really it's helps a literal you, metaphor. <laughs> that really does. And my it. family loves it when I do that. So. <laughs> yeah, I I like baking biscuits and cakes. I don't do it very often. I'm too too busy sitting in my room doing other stuff uh, to, exactly uh, it doesn't happen often but, anymore yeah but when it, it does yes, yeah exactly so 
Um, I love you. You're a romance author. That's that's straight off uh, all subgenres, but you're a romance author. Yes. But I yes. love that you've gone from uh, suspense thriller to sweet to then male on male. I love that you've moved over to to that um, side of romance. Um, so many authors were afraid to go there years ago. Now, yes, it's, it's normal, but exactly they they there was such a, a um what's the word I'm looking for now? So not negative. It was taboo. No, I don't want to use taboo. Taboo. It's just they ignorant, ignorant to it. Yes, yes, uh, and um, and so I mean Amazon was the same. You. You couldn't have a book like that up in Amazon. They would have took it down straight away. Um, exactly. But now it, it's just the norm, you know, uh, yeah. male and male, female, female, reverse harem. Right. You know, right. it just goes on and on BDSM, erotica. and Exactly, because how- those were all taboo content and taboo uh, they were. Um, genres back in the mm-hmm. day. I mean, I, I was, a, it was a, in the uh, hair industry for many years. And I had a lot of LGBTQ, I had a lot of male gay, gay friends. And that was one of the things that was like talked about, not a lot, but it was talked about. There was not a lot of romance books out there or books for, for the yeah. LGBTQ community. Yeah, wasn't. And no. that, that sparked an interest in me even back then. And this is many, many years ago. Um, and I've always wanted to write in the in that genre, but I thought it was there was nothing in there. And then I think I picked up. This was probably uh, several a few years ago that I picked up. Uh, this is when it just right before the male male boom, the romance genre boomed, and I picked up a story called um, and I don't want to just uh, Lucy Lennox. Borrowing Blue. So I don't know if you're familiar. She is no. a male, male romance writer, and she's one of my favorites. And I, that was the first book I picked up and I was hooked. I no. was hooked. And I'm like, I knew I'm like, I eventually I will be there to write books like, not necessarily like hers, but in the male, male genre. So this is, this is what's here. happened, what happened with me. I'd, I'd pick up a book and it would be a totally different genre that I've I've never read before, and I would just fall in love with it. And then I would just then binge on every single book and get my hands on of that yes. genre. I would watch yes. all the TV shows, all of the films in that genre, and then when I'm satisfied and feel full up, then I will write my own book. Exactly. So I've done. I've gone from. Um, young adult to erotica. I've gone from uh, fantasy to dystopian. Um, now the my new novel that came out um, this month is actually dark uh, dark romance mafia. Um, so I'm I'm trying everything. You know, it's uh, I don't know what I'm going to be writing next. It it just it just happens. You know they when they say what's your favorite genre you will I, I don't have a favorite genre because I go through stages and it sounds like you've done the same through your career so far going from have, the yes. suspense thriller sweet 
and yes. now to the uh, male and male. But um, I still love, I still love reading all the genres. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not just narrowed in on just the one per time. It's like, mm -hmm. I've always read a wide, you know, diverse yeah. uh, group of books. And it's just, it, it was just, but the writing aspects is what calls to me that my, that my characters, they speak to me. Yeah. In the middle of the night, they have woken me up in the middle yes. of the night. So, you know, get your butt out of bed. It's yes. time to write me, you know, no matter if I was yes. working on a specific, totally out of, you know, out of yeah. context of what this character is telling me to do. So I love you saying that people think I'm crazy when I talk about our characters talking to us and making us get up at like five o'clock in the morning and, and write, exactly. you know, get on the computer exactly. and get it out of our head before we can go exactly. back to sleep. Um, right. So when authors actually automatically say that and I'm thinking, oh, this is not just me. <laughs> it's not just you. No, it's everyone. Honestly, it's everyone hears their characters talking. And as I've said in, in many, many interviews, I'll repeat myself again, you have to listen to what they're telling you because they're the ones that are driving you forward. And if you ignore them, you're going to take the wrong path. Exactly, exactly. That's why I, I have one. So I'm like, I just said I was, I'm writing, um, I have three books left of the series. I've written two and I'm down to the last one, which won't be published till probably closer to June, maybe mm -hmm. August, depending on because I have other books that have already been written that's kind of in the line of, uh, of publication. But, um, but I'm in the process of writing this, this one because I'm on a male timeline. And male for the male, series. male, correct. Right. Well, right. what is the series called? Um, Let's stop calling it male, male. It's called A Chance. It's called A Chance at Love series. Oh, okay. And each book That's is nice. a novella. Yeah, each book oh, is right. a novella. Yes, right. yeah. so it's a shorter, it's a shorter scene, but it's all, they're all, all the connect characters are connected. Somehow. Um, somehow through this timeline. And it's kind of funny because my, when we were just talking about this, I was talking about this with one of my author friends. She's like, Cindy, how, CJ, how did you get to write them out of order because it's actually one, two, three, four, five. But the first book starts off with four. So it's four days is the first book. Then it's one kiss. Then it's two of hearts. Then it's uh, three times lucky. The fifth book is five seasons of love, but which is a 2.5. It's a very, very short character, a character scene. It's about two uh, two characters that have been together for many, many years, and they're officially getting married and just kind of reaffirming their love mm -hmm. on Valentine's Day in Hawaii. So it's mm -hmm. just, you know, it's just, it's a short, it's a short series with these books that you could pick up and you could read at any time. And I yeah. love those type of books, you know? Yeah. But I, my character that's speaking to me is a character that just came out of nowhere left field and it is he, demanding attention he wants his own book he wants his oh, own book yes yes i've already wrote uh, a five page outline for the it's a duet it's a uh, possibly it could turn into a longer series but it's a duet um with it the, with these characters 
And, and I wrote, I wrote this little outline saying, okay, that should be enough, but it's not. He is demanding attention. Exactly. You know, you have so to tell him, you know, you're going to have to wait behind the line because I have this <laughs> book I need to finish. I've got this book coming out. Look, I'll do your book, but you need to be patient. And that's exactly what I've been telling him, you know, and it, it's, it's nuts. I, and on top of all that, I am doing a collab with a, one of my author friends and it's a, another five book series. And it's like, and I'm like, so between what I'm writing, I'm also collaborating with this other, what, with this other author. So it's like, I'm all over the place. What genre <laughs> are you doing with your collab? We are doing, it's like a romantic caper mysteries, mm-hmm. murder mysteries. Um, she, I, I write a little bit, like I said, I'm a little bit on the darker side. So, and being that I have the suspense and thriller mm-hmm. on my end, she is the romantic comedy, more, more comic, re- comic relief aspect. So, and it is based on actual readers and uh, groups of bloggers that go to these writers events and this happened to be this one particular event and there was a murder or two I can't go into it too much detail but murder or two happens and they end up solving as time goes on so it's like a mixture of scooby-doo mysteries but with a love <laughs> with a love twist at the end you know a little little darker romance you know little dark, was, little was, dark on the scooby-doo yeah side. i didn't get the scooby-doo <laughs> until you said it i, I was just thinking of I this group that, of female bloggers true. you know uh, <laughs> group of female bloggers trying to solve a murder case oh but yeah when you went oh, yes. scooby scooby-doo yeah yeah <laughs> and these characters are these characters are, they're a hoot to write. They are, they're I'm, really a hoot to write. I'm collabing um, for the first time. We've got one novel published, uh, it's novella, uh, which is the dystopian um, sci-fi. Um, the second oh boy, one so you are, you are a white, you're just as white as I am in the eclectic yeah. writing. Yeah, seriously. Um, the second one is first draft is done. The third one, we know where we're going with it, and it's just going to be a three-book trilogy uh, of novella. But um, what we've done is that uh, I've made mine naughty, and she's kept hers nice. So we've got exactly the same books, but the reader gets the choice of erotica or clean. That is a cool idea. It hasn't been done before. And uh, no. we've, actually, we've, we've actually got a, a publishing contract for all six books waiting for us when we're done. Bravo. So, wow. But I, how was it collaborating? I mean, I had, I had such an amazing time. We were online for the first time. I've known this author. I've worked, she's worked with me. She's been my client for many, many years. Um, we got on Zoom and we had a two-hour brainstorming session. When we'd yes. finished, we had the plot, the names, the characters, the beginning, the ending. Everything just flew out. Everything just came out. Ideas were coming out here and there. And then we were like, well, okay, that's good, but why don't we do it like that? And then we could follow on with that. And it was just, it was like magic was being made I mean how did it work with you and your uh, author 
my author friend, her name is Rochelle Bradley. She is the one who came up with the concept of collaborating. Um, she had a book, I, I, an idea. So it kind of was the same thing. Uh, we actually kind of talked over, over Zoom and we kind of collabed on what we want, what would be, we would do. And we just happened to be going to a author event at the, at the same place. So at the hotel, you know, on our downtime during the event, you got we, we got together and we basically did the same thing you just did. We, we talked about plot. We talked about beginning and ending. Well, we saw the, this book and the series going, all the names of the characters we have. And then who the victims were and so forth and the reasons why. So, and so all we needed to do was, and uh, you know, I don't know how you guys did it because you, you know, you got two different versions of the same story. Us, we're taking each chapter. So I have one character. She has one character. Yeah. So she is the voice of the fe- the female uh, of one of the one of the book bloggers right. uh, and avid reader. And I was I am the uh, male counterpart male counterpart to her. So I am I am the man. Uh, so I do all the male ma- male scenes, yeah, all of Austin scenes, and she different. does all of Gina's scenes. Yes, yeah, but that, it works yeah. out so well because of our voices are so yeah. so distinct. Exactly, that you exactly. get a you get a you get a much broader perspective, and you get a view a a, a, a good view of who these characters are in our in our you know in our yeah. uh, in our writing so we 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 what we did we just we had scenes and we just split them up and go you do that scene I'll do this scene and then we slapped them together <laughs> it was like that that and is just that I is just, just really threw, really cool but where where she had the closed door I got into it <laughs> no can I ask you did you is it so the the book is in the same the two stories are in the same book. So when a reader reads it, do they have a no. choice or no. you could actually buy one or the other? One or the other. Gotcha. But they have that choice option to yeah. do it. Very, very cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, we knew, we thought it was going to be a one book. We had no idea. When, when you start writing, you don't know how long a book's going to be. You don't know if it's exactly. going to be novella. You don't know if it's going to be novel length. You don't even know if it's going to be a short story. You just start writing it. And when we'd finished, we told our story. We'd created this amazing, amazing world. Um, it st- stopped at novella. And it was later on, a few months after it had been published, we said to one another, we can't allow this world to die. We've created such an environment, a dystopian environment with all these rules and regulations and the way they live and and how they live and and what's going on that we just can't let it die with one book. So then we hashed out, got on again, another two hours, hashed out uh, book two, decided, yeah, we'll go for three. We know what's going to happen in three. And um, it's... When, when you connect with an author and you have the same mentality, the same ideas, um, and you can agree and, you know, you don't, there's no, yes. oh, no, I don't want to do that. It's, yeah, let's do that. But why don't we do this and change that little bit? You know, so you agree in 
with each other and you're um, molding it to Almost the way definitely. you want it. Exactly. It's wonderful collaborator. That's my first collaboration. Um, her name's Mine Karen J. Mossman, and uh, it's been a wonderful experience. And I'm, I'm well, we're still working, so uh, it's uh, so. I, I mean, you sound like you've got a lot of books already out. Uh, I mean, how many? I what have, number are we at now? We are at number so far just seven. Let's see. Let me count one, two, three, four, five. Six. Yeah, seven and uh three i am looking at for next year four possibly five books coming out next year but three seven, of them eight, are novellas nine, 10, 11, 12 and and the collab yes. ones and the collab oh i didn't forget about the collab um that one it will be out in july so number six so so yes. so, so you, there, you, you'll be catching up year. with me yeah yeah <laughs> By, by next year, you'll be catching up with me, honey. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say this past, I mean, with the, with the COVID, I hate to bring it up, but with COVID, it really gave me the time to hunker down and use that time wisely and with mm -hmm. resource. So it, it did two things. It, it either lost also they've lost inspiration their muse packed their bags and left um exactly they they still haven't got it back now um or wannabe authors that have never written a book before wrote a book maybe they shouldn't have written or people like yourself who then had the time to carry on writing because you'd already been writing you've already got books published um, had that time to work on um, new material um, so so it it worked uh, both ways and it was a negative and a positive thing um, the, the COVID you've got to think of something to come out of this some something good to come out of this crap I that agree. we've been through and if yeah, it I means agree. if it means that's a new novel that you've just written because of being uh in lockdown then that's a positive that's how i most see definitely it. especially that many books i mean it i didn't think i had it in me <laughs> how how hot are you going how how Level spicy steamy yeah how I am spicy pretty, are i am you? pretty I am pretty spicy. I am full door open. I use the C words. I use the, you know, I use all the branches <laughs> of the. Would, of would the, you, would you class it as a male on male erotica? I don't know. I mean, what would you consider erotica? Erotica is explicit. It's being explicit when it somebody, comes to the sex part. That's then it, it, it is then it is then it is male male erotica i mean i figured if i'm opening the doors on their heart why not open the doors on their on their the, the bedroom right and if you're going to see everything that they go through getting to that love why not show it passionate on the passionate in the bedroom you know or mm -hmm. wherever else they decide to do it you know yeah so yeah and i I, 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 yes, 
I would say it's very explicit. So yeah, I would be leaning towards erotica. There was another, uh, somebody else asked me that same question. And I would say yeah, it's erotic, but I never consider it to be erotica. And I would never deem it as erotic because that's not the do, sole focus. I mean, don't whatever you do, use that word anywhere near Amazon. Because I know. you will be thrown in the slush pile, which I, is totally out of order. So um, what you call a contemporary romance, the BDSM authors are calling contemporary romance. Yes. Erotica authors are calling it contemporary romance. <laughs> so your contemporary romance isn't contemporary romance anymore. I, I, apparently not. <laughs> I so still deem it as it. Contemporary romance. <laughs> so I'm looking at all these genres that, that, that they're putting their books in. I'm like, that's not contemporary romance. That's BDSM and erotica. And, and of course, Maybe they can't because... use those words. Yes, they exactly. then get penalized. Because of Amazon, <laughs> they get penalized by the song, which we exactly love and hate. Um, so your your books, uh, where are they? Are you wide? Are you with um, just Amazon? Am, well, the, yes, my current books, I am solely on Amazon. Um, I do have it worldwide through through Amazon, but yeah, it is strictly through Amazon. Um, but starting uh, after the series so the the series that i have the chance at uh love series will be all on on um amazon but the the new book the new series that i'll be starting in march which is called saints and sinners series um that will be worldwide and um that is a hetero that's a hetero romance so Saint small town. Sinners, that, yeah, that sounds Saints versus Saints versus Sinner series. Yeah, that Book sounds, that, that sounds quite um, quite hot and spicy just from the title. Well, you know, there's there's not a great deal of sex involved because the first at the book, moment <laughs> at the the at well, it's done, it's completed, and there is sex scenes, but they're they're not. It's not um, explicit. There's yeah. not a lot of them. But it's explicit. It is definitely explicit. Oh, right. But it's there's not a lot of them. It's basically more establishing the 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 world, or let's say the town that's in small town uh, Tennessee. And uh, but the next book, the next book is called Kyle. He's the sinner. Uh, Deacon's the saint. Um, and he and there is there is some. Um, there's some that's, very that's steamy another moments series in that of, one. Of male on male, then that's another. No, series. that's a that is going to be hetero. Yeah, that's a this the Saints versus Sinner series is a hetero romance. Yes, or cis romance. Some people would call it. So yes. Uh, yeah, because you said Carl and what was the other name? Kyle. Kyle is book two in the series. Two book two in the series. The Sinner. Deacon is book one. Yes. And, and this saint. is a male-female romance, yes. Ah, right. When because when you just said the two male names of, of each book, yes, I assumed it was. I apologize. I assumed. This is a yeah. Have you noticed from the first time your first book? Have you noticed how your writing style has changed? How you've matured as a writer, and you've gone darker more explicit than your first ever book 
Yeah, I, okay, so yes, uh, my book, my, my voice and my writing has changed considerably from the very first book. Uh, the explicitness of the sex, I would say no, because of the fact that I, that was, that's from the very first book that I've written up till now, that hasn't changed. My, the explicitness of it is this, is, hasn't changed whatsoever, but my evolution in my writing definitely has. I have become a better writer. And that, and that saying is true. The more you write, the more you know. And it, you know, and the more you write your brain, you know, you just, you just evolve. And that's what's I think happening. The editor helps that. I think, I think the more books you write and the more, the more um, you learn from your editor. Um, I've learned so much from my editor that, I thought I was a good writer when I f- did my first book, but yeah, now it's like I've learned so much from them of the correct way. Because I, 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 break, I break all the rules. I don't follow the rules. Do you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't follow rules. I, I break the rules. So, you know, it's, uh, I, of course, you, you, you've got to do your grammar and your spelling and what have you, but everything else is out the window. <laughs> yes. I got to say this. Uh, I have had some in the past had some difficulties with finding a very good editor. Um, grammar wise, I am terrible with grammar, not in spelling aspects. I was a, mm-hmm. I'm a good speller, but grammar wise, it's like, when do you put the apostrophe? Mm-hmm. And my past and present tenses tends to get mixed up. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've, I I've gotten you, a CJ. lot better. I I've hear lot, you. I've gotten a lot uh, better. But... Show, don't tell. Oh, my God. Don't tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Show, don't, don't tell. Oh, like, don't mention that. Every single book, she's like, show, don't tell. And I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's just so <laughs> difficult. <laughs> trying to remember that rule, specifically that rule. When yeah. I first heard that from a, my, my very first editor, I'm like, you could explain to me what that is. I mean, because I was a part of a writer's group. I was part mm-hmm. of several writers' group, and that was never brought up to me. So, yeah. you know, it was more developmental and everything else. And so when that was presented to me, I was like, okay, you need to write it out and explain to me exactly what you're saying. It, and so exactly. that sample has been stuck in my head this whole time. You still, you know, I still lose it from time to time, you know, and then when you go back, (laughs) when you go back and start editing. The way that I was taught, um, and I'm still going through when when it gets edited, even a book now, my next book will probably have lots of uh, um, telling, storytelling and not showing, Um, is to make sure that you have at least two senses mentioned in every new scene. That's what I was told. There you go. Taste, hearing, touch, um, sight. Two senses in each new scene. And that will give you I'm writing this down. (laughs) And that will give you your... uh, um, showing wow I that I've never I never um that was never given to me like that before so I was told visually exactly what taking an example from one of my writing one of my chapters and um 
she took one of my sentences and changed it and showed me what's the difference. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. But it yeah. never put into perspective. And I mean, don't get me wrong. We were, you know, I, I learned that, yeah, you need to throw in the senses, you know, five different senses. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter which ones, but to get it in there, you know, taste, sense. And um, I was like, but putting in two in each scene, um, each new it scene. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. each new each scene. New scene. And um, wow. you've, you've got to, when we're writing, we're seeing the film. And when uh, the readers read in the book, they're seeing the film play out. If we've done exactly. our work, if we've done our job correctly, they are seeing the exact scene as we saw it. Exactly. So, so we, we, we're telling the story, but by showing it, it's like you close your eyes and you see a scene in the movie, okay? You can't um, talk about uh, someone's thoughts. You've got to um, get across that person's thoughts by action, by dialogue. Most definitely, right? Right. It's Most that, definitely. That's, yeah. It's not easy, you know. I, I it is easy. People think it's it's uh, easy to write a book, but if you're going to do it properly, no, it's not, it's not easy at all. And I've been at it 27 years. I'm still learning. I'm still evolving, especially with my new book. Oh, my new book has just gone. It hasn't gone viral, but it's 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 gone. It's you know, getting there. When when you've written something. I mean, everything's your baby. Anyone says to you, what's your favorite book? You say, you can't ask me that. Everything is your baby because you have 100% confidence in every one of your books. But I knew when I started Broken Chains that this was the one. Really? I, that I was knew your breakout. It. I knew it. And the, the response that I've got um, from the book in the last couple of weeks has blown my mind and really? and so I mean it could be the genre because it is a really popular genre now dark romance mafia thrillers yes um, they yes. are very popular genres um every single <laughs> this is what pisses me off so much <laughs> every single reviewer uses the word trigger warning there's going to be triggers Make sure you know there will be triggers in this book. I'm so, I'm so do you put reviews like that down for um, Stephen King? Do you put reviews like that down for um, uh, James Herbert? No one mentions reviews like that to best-selling authors. But when you're exactly. a self-published author, then you get reviews. Oh, be warned, there's loads of triggers in this book. I will not put a trigger warning on my book because the cover tells you what you're going to get. The blurb certainly tells you what you're going to get. Yes. And if they pick up the book and don't know what they're going to read, that's on them. But to have I every totally single agree. reviewer say, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. I'm like, oh. <laughs> because you don't see that reviews like that on best-selling authors books no why are no, we getting it, picked on <laughs> is it i don't know but i i have to agree with you there's books out there that have um 
uh, like best-selling authors, USA, New York Times, and they have very graphic detail very graphic, very of scenes, but you don't see any warning graphic triggers such as you that. Won't. You won't. I and had, the reviewers won't mention it either. They'll just say right. how great the book was and how much they enjoyed it. Exactly. I don't know if it's because of the indie world, you know, of that kind of stigma. I, that I could not tell be. you. It but has I, to be. But yeah, but it's I also it's, the it's also the reviewers that are doing these. And if the thing is that they're used to doing it, they got they they as reviewers need to stop because, like you said, if the cover if the cover shows it blatantly, then why? Why put that warning trigger out there when knowing you're going to be picking up this book? People could read the blurb. They know what they're getting themselves away. into, right? Straight away. So yep. why, why put the warning triggers on there? If you're going to review the book, just review it. People that have picked up the book that have not, they're not reviewers per se, but they're actual avid readers. They're going to know they're aiming to buy that book because of the content that's in there they you know? know the content exactly I've had no bad reviews because of the content because I've warned people from the blurb and from the cover what they're going to get yes yeah and it's all oh wow 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 it, what a thrilling ride what a heart thumper um yeah um, it's uh, not for the faint-hearted. That is repeated many, many times. But the word right. trigger is in every single review. Wow. And until I a best-selling s- author does trigger warnings on their book, I yes. shall continue not doing them on mine. <laughs> I got to say, talking about trigger warnings, my second book, uh, Mere Image, is a dark erotic thriller. Mm-hmm. And it's about a female serial killer. Mm-hmm. And there, the reason why she is so messed up is that she was um, abused, sexually abused by mm-hmm. her adoptive father yeah. until she was the age of 15. So she, her mind is not quite there. Yeah. So there is some earnestness as a, as a reader. It's like, oh my God, you, you feel bad for her. But some of the things that she's gone through well, some of the things that she has done in the book, it's like, oh my God. Like the first, very first scene in a book is her in this seedy Las Vegas motel room. And she's about to kill these two people that's in the next room, you know? And it's, you could see it in her head. And it's like, you know what she's, she's ready to do this. Um, I didn't do no trigger warnings. I didn't do any of that. And the cover shows absolutely nothing of that fact. So on my end, yes, I would need that trigger warning because of, I didn't go into such detail because I focused on the two main characters and their journey. But have you had negativity with the reviews because of that? Oh, yes. Yes. I had one. I had one reviewer refused and they said because there there was uh because she did a flashback um of her abuse abuse i didn't go into detail of what was was going on it was still she felt it was too much i mean i so it was dinged from the very beginning and uh, so but and i that's the one book that 
what that book drove me to write it. You know what I mean? From the start to finish that book, I was done in a month. I, I could have done a nano and that's on, it was, it's 90 some thousand words. So it's a yeah. big book. Yeah. And it was like, I was so happy with it. And, oh, I tell you what, um, I've, I've never written that content. I've never been so violent. I've never been so explicit, so graphic. And I loved writing every minute of it. <laughs> it was like a certain level of release of aggravation you know you think of when you're right when I wrote the scene there was the one scene is she murdered one of the victims with a long nail file. and cool. to this straight man. in the neck and she, well that was the second part of it first was right up in his scrotum from his scrotum and then to his neck so she I mean she got him good so it's like she you know, it was, there was no hesitation, no hesitation whatsoever. And that wasn't dinged. That part of that graphics, and that was like very graphic, was not dinged. It was that it's, it's one little piece and rape of and her flashback. People, yeah, it's, yes. it's rape and, it and wasn't, abuse. That right, but, but it wasn't I mean, there's so described. many things can, can trigger people I mean exactly sometimes it gets really a bit silly for for some of the things uh, right. that people and I love that book I really yeah. really do and I wish people would give more chances to it uh but right. I gotta say this past couple this uh last two author events that I have attended uh people I explained to them this is a book of what was what was in it you know basically and mm -hmm. they bought it so they loved, yeah. they loved because, that dark concept. Because you told them, you know what that's telling you now, that your blurb needs to change and your cover needs to change, but you yes. don't have to tell people. Exactly. You, you nailed it on the head. And that's why it's like right now I am, um, that's what I'm in the process of. I'm going to change the blurb and change the cover. I love okay. the cover. I do. I love the cover, but it doesn't match the intensity of what intensity, the book has yeah. so gotcha. yeah so I will definitely be changing the cover of it well I could carry on talking to you for hours you've gone well over time um it's been <laughs> it was fun it's, it's wonderful gossiping with you and we we've got to, um such a, a connection because of uh, the stuff that we write and how we write it and uh, most definitely and and it's um been lovely meeting you so why don't you lovely um, meeting you we know where your books are. Go to Amazon. We know all your books are over there. Uh, but where are you on social media? I'm on all social media. Uh, you could probably get the most out of me through Facebook and Instagram. So I have a face. I have a Facebook group called CJ's Coven. So come and join me. Look for me. And uh, I am heavily on Instagram. I love Instagram. But I'm on all all platforms. Twitter. Um, I, I use Snapchat, TikTok. I'm not big in there. I use I TikTok. Do have a TikTok. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't really got into it too, too much. But maybe I if more people encourage me to do it, I will. I will add more stuff. Oh, no, but I, I'm just I, dipping I my TikTok, toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it. It's really now they've got longer. Um, 
have up to three minutes now on TikTok for a exactly, film. Exactly, exactly. So you can actually do a good reading. Or I love cosplay. I love dressing up and stuff and being get my characters. So uh, I'm gonna have to find you, and I'll 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 start following you. Yeah, I'm all over the place, and I don't have a pen name. I've always been, no matter what I write, young adult, erotica, whatever. Karina Gantis. I will definitely look for it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest on uh, Behind the Pen. It's been absolute pleasure chatting with you, CJ. I wish you, Thank you all for the best me. with all of your books. You too. Thank you.